AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Ow! Oh, it goes so hard! Welcome back to the best podcast ever. I'm Miranda. And I'm Raven. And we are here. And this is the only podcast where you can spin a wheel. It lands on a word. And we talk about that word for like 45 minutes. It's pretty freaking awesome. It's kind of stupendous, actually. Wow, stupendous. That's a large word. I mean, I think it's, I think it is. Stupendous. stupendous. I feel like Barney taught me that word. It's stupendous. That's not a Barney accent. No. It's stupendous. That sounded like... Stupendous. That's that's my... The one thing I know how to say in Russian. Astaroshna stupendous. What does that mean? It means careful, the stairs. Cool. Cool. You know what? I'm going to use that. I, I absolutely think you should. When was the last time you actually used it in public? Oh, in public? Yeah. No, I've never used it in public, Don't but do I it. think it's a great flex. I mean, also, I know Das Vidanya. Yeah, 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 but the Stupanki thing, that's a flex. That's like nobody. Asterosna Stupanki. Sounds so official. Um, it is. <laughs> it is. Careful the stairs. <laughs> Careful. There's only one flight of stairs. Okay, I have a question about stairs because sometimes when I walk upstairs, I have this weird, like, 
image in my brain of me falling down them. Do you ever have that? Like every staircase I walk up and down, I'm like, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. I think it was because of Death Becomes Her, the movie. Oh, are you? So you have the anxiety of tripping while you're falling up and falling down. Yeah, and like busting my head open. No, the only stair anxiety that I have is you pushing me down them. Me. You pu- you pushing me down the stairs. Hmm, I wonder why you have that anxiety. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who would it, listen? I am not an abusive partner. That is an anxiety of hers. Mm. I don't do that. Mm. If hands get laid on you, they're on your titties, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we cue the applause and the laughter, please? I think those have been. Oh, wow. It's more a wah, 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 wah. You know, actually, we should talk about titties for a second because I don't really have any, and you love them. I'm sorry. I just feel like I should I do love your titties. No, no, no. But I don't really have, like, I have very You have a handful. Yeah. They're just right. There's a handful. Back to the stairs really quickly. You know what else is extremely traumatizing? The staircase. The show. Oh, the show, the stair. Oh, we got to talk about that. The show, the staircase is crazy. Let's talk about that on another episode because I could get into it. I mean, first of all, such a sad story, absolutely. But like Tony Collette and that fall and that 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 look is like forever ingrained in my burned into my frontal cortex. For those listening, do you see how many topics we covered in the last two seconds? Yeah, that's what you're going to get here on the best podcast ever. We talk about random shit. We're going to be spinning a wheel, super interactive. You know, this new generation loves interaction. (laughs) And we interact with something that sounds like this. And it lands on a word. Now, babes. It also is really great because this generation, for the most part, is really into owning their ADHD Mm -hmm. and their neurodivergent self. If you go into TikTok. Spicy neuros. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you go into TikTok, it's like all you see is my ADHD and this is my new fixation. They're taking it back. You know, it's that whole narrative. Like, I'm going to take it back. It's my superpower. But that's what this show is all about. Yeah, and we're taking it back by saying, listen to this conversation. We've just had so, we've basically just had an ADHD conversation. It's just gone everywhere. And every episode you listen to, we'll be having guests on where they too can flex their um, neurodivergent self. Self. There it is. I liked that. Good. She got that right. That reminds me of The Princess Bride for some reason. Oh, yeah, couldn't get through that movie. Really? Oh, God, no. Mowage. Mowage. No yeah, I know you don't know. Although that sounds like the mouse in Amer- uh, Fifel Goes to America. Fifel Goes West? No. You have referenced this week Fifel Goes West so, so we must many need times. to watch. We must need to watch Fifel. Um, Fifel. Fifel, I love him. Anyway, we have noises, we have sounds, we have a wheel, and we have an amazing guest today. Babes. Yeah? This guest, I have adopted in my brain as my dad, um, my stage dad. I have watched him my whole life. You know, a lot of people come to me and they say, oh my God, you're my childhood. But this man is my childhood. I watched him on a show at like four o'clock in the morning on Nick at Night. Didn't realize he was a comedian, just wanted his hair. And then when he had his cartoon, I was like stuck to the screen. Mm. I love this man. He's pretty cool. I would agree. And I've gotten to know him a little bit better now because of you. 
and your connection to him. And then I learned more about him and I was like, wow, he is so cool. He's so cool. I also want to raid his closet, but that's a conversation his we can have with him. His closet is incredible. It's, I don't even understand. I'm just like, that's not fair. You know, if this was an interactive. He's sick with it. He's sick with it. If this was an interactive conversation, like on like Instagram or TikTok, I'd be like, put in the comments who you think I'm talking about. So oh, like, totally. while you're listening to this podcast, who do you think I'm talking about? Right. He is Jewish, right? He's Jewish, right? Yeah. He's I a comedian. So. He has some kids. He's been in the industry for over 30 years. I He's can very open about his mental health. Very open about his mental health. He used to have the sickest curls, and now he has the shiniest top. Yeah. And he wears glasses. Who are we talking about? Can we guess? Yeah. No, that's the wrong button. Can we guess? Nope, wrong button. Can we guess? Anyway, that, that is just I you need notes. just like pushing things. I, well, I push your buttons, don't I? You sure do. And Everyone, a visual representation of you pushing my buttons. Guess who's in the hot seat today here on the best podcast ever with Raven and Miranda? That's right, it's Howie Mandel. I don't know which button to push. Oh, it's Howie Mandel! I found the button. How are you? I'm great. I like your setup there. I like those. What are those? Those are like Ottomans with backs. Oh, yeah. These are chairs. Revolving. Revolving roller chairs. You should have seen these fuckers when she bought them and had to like have us bring them into this room. It was a mess, Howie. It was an absolute mess. Actually, we did very well. And this is interesting because Raven has a thing with furniture where she can't sit on it without the furniture sliding out from under her. Like she can't sit on our couch. She has she has battles. And I'm heavy. These um kind of work for her, but kind of not. But I tried my best. I have to Velcro everything down for her. I'm also very short, so if I put my legs out. Do you not know how to sit in a chair? No. Just move forward. Move forward and see, now you can touch the floor. Well, and then I have to put my stop. rabbit right here. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Where are you sitting right now? In a chair. Oh, uh, appropriately. I'm in Van Nuys. I'm in the heart of porn. Ooh. In my office. Have you ever driven down the street and then said, oh my God, I've seen that building before, had to rack your brain and realize it was from Touch My Titties 2 and 3? I don't know. I do watch, uh, wow. uh, you know, I, I, I have partaken in the viewers. Uh, you know, I, I'm a viewer. <laughs> um, but but uh, a lot, not a lot of what I watch has exterior shots. Okay. You don't mm. like the story. You like to get down to it. You like internal. No, I have never recognized the building. And there is nothing in this area that I would, if I was a porn producer, that I would go, oh, we got to get a, we got to get, get a shot of this building. Because <laughs> it's usually that the gardener shows up or yeah. the pizza guy shows up or somebody or it's the babysitter or that, but it's not the uh, warehouse worker. No. Or, no, it's never like, oh, this will be great for outside of the warehouse. These yeah. are just nondescript building <laughs> okay well i make sure well, when i pass by your building again i have to make sure i catch up on my my videos to see if i recognize anything for you and be like you're standing next to a famous building well the, you know the, the truth of the matter is one time i did production uh I, I produced a show called uh mobbed which was a flash mob show for fox and you know and on broadcast and you know you always have to rent production space as far as offices, you know, mm -hmm. for the producers and the writers. And I got a real good deal on a building on Lancashire, which was the Vivid Building. <gasps> and if you remember yes. the Vivid Building, of course I was a tenant. But but uh, uh, but I, we all know what Vivid. Well, most people most know people a lot know. of 
kids maybe don't know, but Vivid is uh, was a uh, is it still around? I don't know. If that it's still building's around. gone now. Is it really? Yeah, it's gone. I pass by and look at it every day, and it's gone. And I've actually seen a video. I saw a video once of a Vivid. It was a Vivid production, and they were out on a patio, and it was blue awning. Don't ask me why I remember so much. And I remember it was she the loves Vivid porn. awning that I saw. I was like, oh my god. Uh, uh- I love that what you took away from whatever film you watched, uh, that the awning was, I love patio furniture. <laughs> patio furniture and porn is what I. Hand in hand, I, hand in hand. Raven's two greatest loves in life, patio furniture and porn. But what was funny about it was, you know, we were there doing, in fact, the patio was part of our office building. We got, we, we rented the outdoor space too and the indoor space. We would have our meetings outside. Oh <laughs> Awning. Anyway, <laughs> that, and I'm not kidding, but you know, it takes a, a village to uh, create a show. And this was a nice family friendly, great show with a nice family friendly team mm-hmm. and crew, not unlike what you probably have on, on your shows. Uh, and, uh, but what was, it was really hard for, um, well, funny and uncomfortable for the female staff of our production, mm. you know, producer directors and post-production people they would walk just parking and walking into the lobby of the vivid building it was they had to make it really clear that they were going to the third floor not the fourth floor mm. were they going through the back door did they go through the uh, back door uh, too uh, <laughs> uh, i saw that film <laughs> <laughs> through the back door volumes yes. one two and three if they saw anybody, they they would pretend they were talking to somebody. They'd put their phone to their ear. They'd go, no, I'm at the office now. I'm going to do mobbed on the third floor. They weren't talking to anybody, but they just wanted to make sure that they weren't, that nobody thought they were the porn stars. That's that's kind of them. You know, that's really kind of them. Um, Howie, I just want to say I love you. Thank you so much for showing up for us every time you come here, always making us laugh. And I this sounds like it's an end, but it's not. I just wanted to give you your flowers up front because you're you're so present. We love you. And we're so excited that you are on the best podcast ever with Raven and Miranda. I know you're excited, right? You're so excited. I am thrilled. I love you. And I love you both. And uh I'm I'm a fan before I'm and hopefully a friend. I, I hope you consider you me a friend. Yeah. Whatever, whenever you call, I'll be there. Raven considers you a father. She literally is like, oh, Howie's like my dad that I never had that I always wanted. He's that person, and it's also because you're so stylish that she's just like, he's the dad that I could go shopping in his closet and wear his clothes. My daughter does take my stuff. My daughter. Somebody will say to Jackie, who I who I do, uh, I co-host my podcast with. Do you remember you guys prank, not prank called me, but you guys called me to talk uh-huh. about period blood and placentas? <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And then I watched the episode on YouTube and I heard the whole conversation. It made so much more sense, but I thought it was great. I was very entertained by it. I was very entertained by it as well. I don't normally like to watch stuff that I do, but I did feel comfortable talking to you and I appreciated you 
really trying to push me to say certain things. And it may ask, Raven, you only met me like a couple of times. Why are you like my dad? And why are you like a dad in my head? And it's because your thought process, your kindness, but also your ambition and your willingness to try new things. Like one thing that we know about Howie Mandel is that if there's a new social media, if there's something new, you're going to try it. You're going to invest in what you believe in. And those values are so amazing to me, especially in this industry. You're kind and you talk to me. I think that Howie is the ultimate yes man. That's what I really took away from one of the conversations you and I had, Howie. And I thought it was so fantastic because you also kind of looped that into how that's a way in which you balance your mental health and that you also just stay engaged in life and you say yes to opportunities and things. And I love that. I have a fear of no. Mm-hmm. You know, no is spelled N O. And um, nothing is also starts with the letters N-O. Mm. So nothing comes from no mm. or no gets you nothing. But yes, I'm always afraid. I'm, uh, you know, I've got FOMO. I'm, I'm afraid of missing out. I'm afraid of not being there. And the worst case scenario to say yes is to walk away with an experience or a piece of education of maybe that's a lane that I won't go down again because I learned something, yeah. but I, nothing bad has come from yes. And everything that I've missed out on comes from no. So while you were telling us this, I had this weird question come into my head. It has nothing to do with, oh, nothing. See how I came up that? Um, before we get into the next thing, I just have this question. You were you were in the 70s, right? You, 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 yeah, yeah, you were in the 70s. You were, right? You were around. Um, the yeah, 70s would hope, or- babe. Oh my God, really? I'm just asking. Yeah. 70s or the 2000s? Light. Which one? 70s or the 2000s? Which time Which frame time do you prefer? For, you? Okay. for me, I, I'll tell you what the, the time period is. And this is how I live. And this is my philosophy. It's just now. Mm-hmm. Not even yesterday. Not even a decade. It's just now. Because that's the only thing that's real. You know, I don't know what, you know, my perception of what happened in the 70s, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And but I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's just my take on it. I also don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. The only thing I know is now. And the only thing that I have is now. And the only thing I can celebrate is now. So I, I, it, it, I mean, that sounds kind of corny. But also for my mental health, if I live in the exact moment and only think about the exact moment, that keeps me, you know, present and it keeps me uh, engaged and it keeps me um, kind of, um, th- that's the distraction, you know, because distraction is, is, my, is my panacea. Mm. Uh, I, if I start thinking about the past, then, you know, I could be uh, that that could bring up kind of negative things, not that negative things happened in the past, but even like, oh, that was great. And I don't have that anymore. Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and I find that people you I don't know, you know, I'm an old guy and and uh, I find that people the normal the normal path of humanity is um we start off incredibly curious. That's how come where babies can learn languages and learn things and are so excited about everything because mm-hmm. they're excited about in the moment. And then they're curious and we watch TV and we, we look at magazines and we listen to music and we go, we want to find out what everybody's wearing and we want to find out what everybody's listening to. And we want to find out what that we want to talk about, whatever the trend is in the moment. And then what happens is we kind of lose that, um, 
as we get older. Yeah, we do. We use that fire. You become an older person where your curiosity kind of fades. And then maybe if there's something on uh, that some somebody's listening to music, you'll go, that's not music. I'll tell you what music was. Music yeah. was back back then. Well, that's not true. That was music that hit you in the moment. Yeah. The music that's now is now. There's no you can't compare you really can't compare because it is what's happening now is not what happened then it, it doesn't come you know these are the experiences of the people that are making the music and how they're making the music i hear people tell me all the time like they're not even using like instruments anymore it's all computer I go, that's amazing it's yeah. amazing that they find uh that they can you know charlie booth can make a song out of a light switch that you know so and, true. Now, it's wild and, but it is wild and creative. And so I've, I've learned to kind of lean into now. And sometimes being in now is incredibly confusing. As somebody who's in comedy, you know, I, I when I started getting into more digital things, I would see things that get 100 million clicks. And then I'd be reading the uh, the comments. And they go, the funniest thing I ever saw. The funny, this is hysterical. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't get it. And I'm, and it's it's amazing to me that this engaged 100 million people. So I sit down with young people in my office or my kids, and I'll go, tell me why this is success. Oh, my God, I do see that. I want to see that. I want to know why. This is what they're responding to. When and I is make that, that why you, know, you chose to do a reaction video to a prolapsed anus? Well, that was just ignorance. So the <laughs> really was. So that was, I'll tell you what it was, you know, that was in the midst of COVID, you know, and people were talking about, is this COVID related? That's, I ended up selling t-shirts. I have t-shirts at HowieMandel.com. Is this COVID related? Mm -hmm. I saw this picture. I live, when I'm not sitting here talking to you or doing something else, I live online. I'm scrolling through TikTok and Snapchat and Instagram. And I just constantly, it's just because I have this insatiable fear of missing out which is actually a problem and i needed i need to be medicated for mm. but i saw this picture of um in my for you feed of uh, what i thought was kind of a a, a gross looking wet muffin on the back of somebody's pants Interesting. uh and i don't know i did not know what it was a wet and muffin. i thought okay i'll post that make that the background i'll green screen it and i go is this covid my friend neil bent over and this happened is this covid <laughs> And then I go to sleep and then my son calls me two hours later and goes, what the dad, what did you do? And I go, what do, what do you mean? What did I do? He goes, viral. take that TikTok. It's, it's trending worldwide on other platforms, on Twitter, on everything. What the fuck did Howie Mandel do? So I took it down. I said, I don't know what it is. He said, it's a prolapsed anus. I still, at that point, I've never, I don't know. I didn't know what, a, I didn't know your ass could fall out. I did not know yeah, that that was either. a thing. I should oh, do yeah. more ass. It's uh, totally a thing. Jim, and you guys, I'm going to bring it back to kind of the original conversation that we first had. But that's something that happens a lot to women after they give birth. And there really? are all forms of prolapses. Yeah. But yeah, your your asshole can fall out. It can do crazy oh, good. things. So I'm doing something that is trending and it's happening. I mean, Howie, have you learned a lot about prolapsed assholes now? Considering how... I do know that it, see, I know two things. I know that it's a, a problem. It, I don't understand why there was such hoopla over it. I mean, it's just, it wasn't my picture. And, and it's funny to read. And to, to this day, if you go on my TikTok right now, whatever I post, and I constantly post, um, they always go, we will never forget. We will remember. So I'm constantly punished for it. I know what it is. I didn't know that the people who, um, 
have experienced this with such a with such verve or, or uh, like a, such a vocal group. I've offended them. I don't know what uh, everybody's offended nowadays. Oh, Howie. everybody's I'm offended. Prolapse is. I don't know how they uh, identify what you identify as is with a prolapse. But uh, I mean, I, when it anybody, looks when it looks uh, like there's a wet muffin hanging out of you, that is how you know that you've been prolapsed. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Also on the best podcast ever, which is a podcast that spins a wheel to have random conversations about things. We land on a word and we tend to want to talk about that for a while. So, Howie. Hey, is <laughs> yeah, it's hopefully we land on prolapsed asshole. I, I think I think that would be really great for us. I know, right? So, do you want to play the game with us, Howie, or do you want to do the show with I, us? Yeah, yes. I think we should do it now. I think we should do it now, right now, right now. Yes! The word is? The word is nightmares. Nightmares. So the three of us are going to sit here and talk about nightmares. All Our right. worst nightmare is a prolapsed asshole coming out of my ass. That's my fucking worst nightmare. I mean. No, I worst to have a prolapsed ass coming out of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that I have to clean. Immediately, no. Well, that is a nightmare. Is that a nightmare? I don't like, know. That's a pleasant. 
hook up and my ass was outside of me. That would. <laughs> yeah, like, but the thing is, is people nightmare. actually people actually go through that with nightmares. A lot of nightmares don't come true. We're talking about those moments where you're in bed, you wake up and you're sweating profusely. Like, have you ever. OK, I have a question for you, Howie. Has your wife ever had a nightmare and then woke up and hit you saying that it's your fault? And you're like, I didn't do anything. It was actually in her nightmare. Yes, uh, I've been. Uh, yes, is the answer to that. And she had a nightmare that. I think what happened was one night she told me that um, I think I, I snuggled too close to her while she was sleeping and she had a nightmare that there was uh, something on her neck. So she just smashed it away <laughs> but in her sleep and it being me. And she said she was sleeping and she said it was a nightmare. But then again, living with me is annoying. And that's just a good that could have been an excuse. excuse. I think nice it was excuse. just a sucker punch you. <laughs> You know, you have a nightmare where you 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 have to go uh, you have to go to the bathroom really badly, and you're just looking and you and you can't you can't find it. And then finally, like I, I dreamt I was camping and I I went behind the tree and I relieved myself, and then the dream was over. And then I woke up and I had uh, peed yourself. Yeah, but you know what? That the, I've the, done the that, Howie. I've done that is, yeah, too. I, I, yes, I did. But the upside of that is. Dreams can come true. <laughs> so can nightmares. Dreams and nightmares can come true. Did either of you Hilarious. have nightmares as children? Like, were you, or did A any lot. of your kids have night terrors? Have you seen people have night terrors? Yeah, but I, uh, my daughter, one of my daughters, not Jackie, who hosts How He Does Stuff With Me, my other daughter had horrible night terrors for years and years. Mm. I videotaped them and, and took it to a doctor. He told me they're night terrors. I don't know what they are. But we couldn't wake her up. And she would get out of bed screaming and running and, and not remember it. We'd How old was she? How old was she? Um, 30. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, all the way till about five or six years old. That's and did they tell you not to wake her? Uh, we couldn't wake. Uh, yes. They told us not to wake her. but Or, or to be really gentle. Yeah. But I. I've had, I had a lot of nightmares as a kid. I was always, you know, and maybe it's my mental health, but I live in fear. Mm -hmm. You know, fear also another fuel of mine, curiosity and fear. Mm -hmm. So uh, all my nightmares, I had horrible nightmares. I was always in a scary place. Do you I was remember any? Tell us one. Do you remember any? Yeah, my mom... My mom's decapitated head used to follow me around the house. I used to be afraid of her when she was a, when I was a little kid, you know, at that time. Do, do, I don't know. See, again, you're bringing back the, well, you brought back the past. But in the 60s, in the early 60s, and I think still, um, before the weekend, women used to do their own hair. And she'd have her hair in curlers. Mm. Have her hair in curlers. My mom smoked, too. So she, she smoked and she had curlers. And I, I remember as a little kid thinking, it's kind of scary looking. I don't really yeah. understand yeah. metal shit on her head is. And there's <laughs> And uh, I used to have nightmares of my mom's, just her head, floating around the house with a cigarette and curlers chasing. I feel like and that's something you would see in the movie Beetlejuice. Totally. Like, that's such a Beetlejuice character. <laughs> Absolutely. Or like Adam's family. It's the hand. It's yeah. the hand, for sure. My Plus, she, I'd always be in trouble, so that, that head was never happy with me. 
you know, oh, a lot of times in in nightmares, you know, you can look up what dreams mean. You can look up, you know, all those things. And I don't know what that means for you. I know bees kind of mean, you know, cancer sometimes. And um, when you see water, it means clearing out of things. But your mom's decapitated head rolling around your bedroom. I don't know if dream dictionary would actually help me with that for you. Uh, you Google it right now. If you're sitting there, Google it. Google it. Say, what does? Is there any meaning to see a decapitated head of your mother floating around? What does that mean? On it, you guys talk. Let me figure. I this think out. that it would have to be what you were saying, though, Howie. That you were scared of her, and that. But why? Your subconscious. Why did it just have to be your head? Why just her head? See, maybe there's some meaning to that, and I didn't know. I just learned as. Raven was talking that bees mean cancer, and I've never even heard that. I don't know the meanings of dreams. I've never even looked up or explored what dreams mean. Yeah, there are significant um, meanings in in certain things. Like I also know teeth is another one. Losing your teeth. Um, oh yeah, that's that, a big one. That's too. a big one. That like yeah. I guess a lot of people have. Which, okay, that's a nightmare to me. So here, it wasn't Google, it was another thing, but I have a question for you, Howie. Did you okay. feel disjointed from the feelings that, like, did you feel disjointed from your mother's feelings towards you? Did you feel like she was mothering you appropriately? Oh, it's a disconnect. Well, good house. She was mothering me. I thought I was inappropriate. I've always felt like I didn't fit in to the world. Mm-hmm. I felt different than well and i think we all do but i think when you have uh, ocd and depression and anxiety and things that i wasn't diagnosed with until like my 40s and now i'm in my late 60s um was you know, she critical I, of you howie was she critical of you no loving like incredibly loving but i would do horrible horrible things i was horrible like what but, uh, what kind of horrible things well, some of it wasn't even my fault. I was just always alienated. I remember not horrible things, but this is a, uh, uh, this doesn't answer that question. But I remember even from kindergarten, I was alienated. It turned out I didn't get diagnosed as as colorblind till way later. But they were had crayons, and everybody was making sky and grass and water, and I she kept saying put the blue on top and I couldn't see the blue and I, I was coloring the wrong colors and she put me behind the piano <gasps> you know I'm old I still remember it to this day and my mom came and visited me and the teacher told my mom that I was bad and I wouldn't listen mm-hmm. it turned out that I didn't know how to identify what a blue crayon looked like mm-hmm. but uh and and uh, but, but so I was always from day one I remember like I, other people, as soon as I left the house, I was always in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I was always not, and then, you know, I got thrown out of three different schools. I don't have a GED. Um, I lost my homework. I wouldn't talk. We, we didn't know that I had OCD and I had a germophobia. I mean, I knew it, but they didn't know it. So if my shoelace uh, came undone, I didn't want to touch my shoelace to retie it because it had been all over the ground. Fair. So would fall off or I would step in a mud puddle purposely so that I didn't, I wouldn't touch it. And I'd get in trouble for ruining my shoes or I'd get my, you know, they'd be mad at me. They go, why didn't you tie your shoes? And I go, I don't know how. Cause I didn't want to say, I didn't want to touch it because it's dirty. So they go, Howie, you do know how, no, I don't know how, I don't know how. And you know, I'd get myself into trouble. Yeah. You know, that is, sorry, but that, that literally is a living nightmare. And I think that that, being 
first undiagnosed. Of all, undiagnosed for as long as you were and for the manifestations of your mental illnesses or your OCD to start at such a young age and for people to not really be aware, that is a living nightmare. I relate to some of that because I had similar experiences where people just did not know how to react to me and therefore I always felt flawed, wrong, and bad because I could not keep up with my peers. And I, it, 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 it's nightmarish. It's, nightmare. it's so difficult to figure yourself out. And even now, still at the age of 35, I have these moments where I'm like, holy shit, that's why I did those things. And it wasn't because I was a bad person or a bad kid or whatever. It was truly because I was trying to circumnavigate in the world and figure out a way to cope with all of the things I was dealing with in my mind. And I've had to forgive myself for a lot of that. I forgive you both. No no two people are the same. And if you we look to others to kind of emulate, you know, and, and wanting, uh, you know, uh, wanting to be like somebody. The reason, you know, he is, especially like somebody like Raven in, in show business, you, you got you got to know that your fans, they, they want they want to be you. They want to mm-hmm. touch you. They want to know you. They want to talk to you. They want to. And, and I think that's just a, a kind of a. On, on steroids of how humanity is. We look to others with that, to see what, uh, as we were talking about before, what they're wearing, how they are, because you, because you, go, we always go, that's the right way to be. That's the way I feel. And that gives you comfort in yourself. And whether it's as exaggerated as having a mental health issue or not being to uh, not being able to identify how you really feel and 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 feeling alienated we all feel alienated and we we find coping skills and sometimes yeah. those coping skills are to become an introvert sometimes those coping skills are just anger outward anger and that kind of hides your weaknesses inside or it's drug use or you know self-medicating or whatever but all of us just need to be, and I'm talking as an old person again, and what I've learned late in life is to um, be open, you know, about your foibles and your and your weaknesses and your fears and who you are and why. And then not only for yourself, because the first time I was open about being, you know, having a mental health issue and somebody approached me in the street, there was no better feeling. They go, oh, thank God you mentioned this. I'm, I have that too. And it, and it really made me feel good to, and that's what the person said to me. And they didn't realize that how good they were making me feel by not being alone in whatever I was treading in, you know, in my own little misery. And what I realized is we need to be open about and, and honest and authentic to ourselves and who we are and our weaknesses and our strengths and also respect different you know, we, we don't because we always think this is the way it's supposed to be. And if it's not that way, fuck you, you know, and that's not fun or it's not something to fear. And that is what is happening in our world right now. And that's the problem with our world is just disrespect. Agreed. We need to respect everybody and kind of accept that. Don't accept that they're different. You know, you're different. No two people are alike. The, the world that we live in, though, doesn't set us up for self-reflection in a positive way. You know, there with industry, with uh, marketing, and with money being made, it's better to set a standard of nightmare, a living nightmare in your everyday life than it is in a dream state. If everything worked perfectly, we wouldn't need medicine. We wouldn't need 
to give, you know, these people our money. And I think that's one of the things that what you're saying too, that I agree with, you know, even if I pick up a flower, my, my brain is going to be like, yeah, but red is actually sold. A red flower is actually sold during Valentine's day and a yellow flower is actually sold during this day. So if I pick up this blue one, no one's told me that this is the right flower. And then I create this narrative of myself and eventually I set up this scary dynamic in life where then I have to go to other people who have a quote unquote better life than me and say, okay, this is how I need to be. And that's sad. And it's true, Howie. And there's people like you, myself and Miranda who are like, no, you can find your happiness inside of you, but we need more people saying that and showing that it's difficult. Well, I think the thing that, that it hurts us the most is thinking. (laughs) I think thinking is overrated. I think that we do that. That's why they say ignorance is bliss. It really is. Ignorance is bliss. When you think, I think these amazing creatures, these amazing beings that have an amazing instinct, you know, and sometimes if you picked up that blue flower and you liked it, you should just buy the blue flower and take it. If you pick up that blue flower and you start thinking, well, wait, if I have this blue flower, maybe that's the wrong flower. Maybe somebody's going to look at me a certain way. Maybe I should, you know what? So I just won't buy the flower. Now you overthought it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think everything I've done in life, when you say no, you probably say no because you thought about it. Because yeah. everything comes your way. There's no reason to not, unless you think about it and find the reason to not, you know, and, and be who you are, love who you love. But that goes into that goes into what you were saying about living in the now, right? If you're living in the now, you can't think because you're just accepting what it is right now. Like right now, I'm having a good time with you, too. Do you have good dreams, Howie? Yeah, at this point, I don't have I don't know that I'm aware of my dreams anymore. I wish I did have like I don't have bad dreams. I don't have good dreams. I don't. I'm trying to just get enough sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because my wife and I, every single morning, we're like, did you dream? And sometimes we say yes, sometimes we say no. And we share dreams in the morning and whether they're good, bad, anxiety driven or not. But I love to be able to dream. I love when my artistic self is heightened because of a dream or even a daydream. If that's it's a reverie is super amazing. Um, But dreams all around you know supposedly it's the subconscious trying to speak to you it's you regurgitating something that you weren't able to say out loud in public during the day it's helping you for your future dreams are important so howie i really hope that you get your dreams under control so you can have some more i just feel like everything and dreaming is the um is the fluidity of thinking you know, and I don't want to think. I just want to be. I want to do. A nightmare for me is to think. I can make everything a nightmare. Everything can be a nightmare. You, you know, if that's the word that you're working with right now. There isn't anything that can't be a nightmare. If I said, get in your car and come over here to meet me, that could be a statement where you can go, okay, and not think about it and get in your car and come over here and, and talk to me in person instead of on Zoom. The nightmare is... You know, you have to get into a two-ton piece of steel that fly at, you know, 60 or 70 miles an hour, surrounded by other two-tons pieces of steel that are either coming at you, narrowly missing you, you're not in control of them. That can be, just a trip here can be a nightmare if you overthink it. And that's sometimes these overthinking locks people up 
and, and you know, stops your life and doesn't make you productive. Yeah. If you, if I say, come here and you go, okay, and you just show up, then I'm not dreaming. I'm not scared. I'm not, I just did it. Yeah. And I didn't, all the things that could happen. Like right now, you know, you feel safe because you're with somebody you love and you're just doing this. You can also, if you want to overthink it, you could feel real unsafe in this moment. You can make yourself unsafe. Mm-hmm. You know? well, that's because everything ends up at the end of the day is perception, attitude, and energy. So it's like anything can be flipped on its head. But did you know that if you have at least seven to nine hours of sleep at night, that is the, mo- the least amount of sleep you need to not have a nightmare? Why? Because you're in less REM? You're in less what do you mean? Sleep? The amount of has yes. to do with whether it's a nightmare or not. Yeah, yeah, the the depth or the most the intensity of your nightmare. So there's there's multiple kinds of sleep. There's light sleep. There's deep sleep, and there's REM sleep. And REM sleep is where you dream. Deep sleep is the kind of sleep we want to be in on a regular basis because that's help for most. That's most restful. And then light sleep is what you go through when you're a, you just close your eyes and you you can still get woken up by a whisper or something. It's like the that. recommended amount of sleep is seven to nine seven to nine hours to have the least intense nightmares. So if you're somebody who's nightmare prone, they would recommend that you try and get at least seven to nine hours because like then that. it'll dissipate the intensity of your nightmare. But but if you have, for instance, because Howie, you are diagnosed with OCD, correct? correct? If you have an OCD brain or you have a very anxiety-driven brain, mm-hmm. are your nightmares slash the overthinking even deeper because it's when he's saying this to me it's like oh did you find a hack for your diagnosis i'm not going to believe my brain i'm just going to live in the now and does rest help you in that when it's time for me to go to sleep i don't say you know this is my bedtime or i'm gonna go because i need seven hours and i gotta be upset i will not lie down unless i can't stand up anymore so that i fall into a deep sleep because i've totally exhausted i need to be exhausted out yeah because Wanna, I don't want quiet. I don't want quiet time. I don't want to think. I don't want my mind to be active. So if I do, if I say yes, 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 and then pass out, and then tomorrow, yes, 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 that's that's my schedule. It kind of helps us, though, because the more you say yes, the more Howie Mandel we get. And the I more mean, <laughs> it's selfish. It's selfish. It's selfish. We're like, letting you just, like, treadmill yourself into the ground, but I know. And You know the, what I mean? The fact, yeah, Howie and I had a conversation kind of about this because I was like, I love that you're a yes man. And he was like, yeah, benefited you. That's why I'm talking to you right now because I said yes. And I was but like, be- I love that. You said yes on so many levels. You said yes to St. Elsewhere, which was one of the shows that I used to watch on Nick at Night all the time. And like absolutely loved and still wish that I watched it, but it's not on YouTube right now. Anyway, um, you said yes to so many iconic roles that and including Bobby's World and Gremlins that I'm just like gizmo. That's wild. You did that, Howie. Fuck, man, dude, just childhood realness. But if he wasn't like this, would we have gotten those moments? from Well, maybe, maybe not. But I have a question, Howie. How does your wife feel or your family members feel about your yes, run, yes, run yes, myself yes. into the ground type energy? Uh, mostly positive, but a little bit w- worrisome. You know, yeah. listen, uh, my wife, uh, n- this attitude has worked for us and me 
And um, the one time I was going to say no was for deal or no deal, because in 2005, it wasn't um, my career was not in a good place. And I was thinking of just pivoting and doing other things. I have uh, other things that I'm interested in that are outside of show business. And my entrepreneurial spirit is just as strong as my creative spirit. So I, uh, I said, no, when they said, do you want to do a game show? I was leaving my, the career. And they said, do you want uh, NBC would love you to do a game show? And I said, no, no, if I'm going to leave my career, I'm not going to leave as a, you know, when you're, when your currency is irony as a stand-up comic, you know, the game show host at that time was kind of not frowned upon, but it's like movie stars didn't do commercials. Right. People were, uh, comedians did not do, did not do game shows. The last game show before that was, uh, Groucho Marx, who did You Bet Your Life, you know, who was a, a, you know, a bona fide comedian. Mm -hmm. So I said no. And then finally, uh, you know, my wife said, you're an idiot. Just you're, you're depressed. You're hanging around the house. You got to take this. And I said yes to her and I did it. And I was uh, totally embarrassed about doing it and flew away when it was going to air to someplace in the Caribbean that didn't have TVs. And, and, and as it turned out, it was a positive. And, and it turned around, you know, the, the next thing that happened is Jeff Foxworthy got hired to do Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And yeah. Bob Saget did Versus 100. And, and Meghan Markle married a prince. And yes, and Steve Harvey could say, you're welcome, Howie. But, <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is that, you know, we've been married for 43 years. And when people ask what, what, what makes it work is that I'm not there a lot because I'm, I'm saying yes to everybody else. Aww. And the beauty is, as much as you love me, we don't spend a lot of time together. And that's what Got makes it. me more lovable. When Distance. you spend time with me. Yeah, I'm less lovable. And very quickly, I have to say, I saw this TikTok because, as we mentioned earlier, your social medias are off the chain. But you had like all your platforms. But there was one where I think your granddaughter was trying to put a fake tattoo on your head, and you just had water dripping down your face <laughs> from the cotton that she used or the paper towel. Do you remember this TikTok? And I just have to say that that would be one of my biggest nightmares, just having water just dribble down my face like that. It would mess up my eyebrows. I think eyebrows. it's called waterboarding. <laughs> You're correct. And it would mess up my eyebrows, and I would need a spoolie, and it's just a, a mess. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. 
Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We have the next section of the show, Howie. Are you ready for it? And then after this section, we'll let you go. But this section is really important. Also on the best podcast ever, you will be playing a game with us. And it's such a great little segue because he just talked about game shows yeah. and how he's the host of a game show. And yeah. he really was the pioneer of you know, famous people hosting games. So let's play a game. All right. And the fun thing about these games is that you are going to be playing for a sealed are you ready for this? A, Get a prize. Black and Decker three-position rechargeable screwdriver. Wow. You could win this, Howie. And here's the, I'm going to tell you something. I so, love anything that is sealed. It's, it's sealed. It's fully sealed. It's clean. We'll sanitize it before it's sent to you if you win the game. But here's yeah. the deal. My wife, you may not know this about Raven. She likes to hoard. She likes to accumulate. She hoard is a to, strong word, Howie, but okay. Okay, a, a, a gentle hoard, a touch of the hoard. She likes to accumulate. She likes to double order. So every gift that you may ever receive from us will probably be a re-gift. And this, in fact, was something that Raven purchased that she never opened, that we do not need, that is actually, in you winning this game, Howie, you're helping me clear clutter out of my house, and I thank you. So win the game, But that's a win-win. Yeah, that's exactly. A it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Okay, you ready to play the game, Let's Howie? Let's play I this am. game. I am. All right. So I'm going to break. Hold on. I got to get the iPad. Okay, off so, so what we're going to do, Howie, is okay, we're going to read you some nightmares, and you have to decide if it's my nightmare or if it's Raven's nightmare. And these okay. are real. And you have to guess which of us is haunted by uh, these scenarios. These are real. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, babes. Cool. So the first one's going to pop up on my pad real soon. <clears throat> and is this Miranda or is this Raven nightmare? I'm okay. stuck in a greenhouse. It's a mess and overgrown. Sitting in the middle on a bench is an old man and a little boy. They look like broken puppets. There's also a bar. It's beautiful. And the bartender is Brad Pitt. He is making a drink and I walk over to him only to realize Oprah is behind him with a camera crew and she is filming a documentary. Whose nightmare is it? Miranda's? Or Ravens? Well, first of all, I don't understand that that would be a nightmare, except for the broken puppets. <laughs> You're at a bar with Brad Pitt and Oprah. It's not a, Whoa! That's so scary. Um, in a greenhouse. In yeah. a greenhouse. Uh, I, 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 is, it, is it you, Miranda? 
false. Ah, Here's that- the thing. This is what I want to say. You have to think the context clues are if it's a nightmare and you think Raven's career, Oprah, that, you know, like their interactions together. Raven had some interesting interviews with Oprah. Then it might make yeah, more sense as to why, why that was a nightmare for her. Okay. okay. One down. Let's, okay, we got to get, we got to okay. win him this thing. Okay. Next, next nightmare is coming up. Next nightmare is on its way. Yep. We're waiting for it. Okay. This nightmare starts with a yellow landline phone starts ringing. So maybe we're having okay. some like interdimensional thing going. I pick it up and a voice tells me my parents are dead and to come to this address or my sister will be killed. I show up and am taken into a room where I'm told not to be sad. The people I thought were actually my parents aren't and I'm going to meet my real father. The door opens and Donald Trump walks in. I see my reflection and realize I have his exact head of hair. Whose nightmare is that? Mine or Raven's? I said, uh, Raven. Oh, sorry, Howie. That's Miranda. That was my nightmare. That's hardcore. You might be wondering why. I think it's because of the head of hair. It's 100% the head of hair. I have such a thing about hair and like losing hair and then having his hair. It's I a feel lot. like I have it sometimes. Can we have we, one we more. Not, that, that was the reason I chose Raven. Raven's been doing a lot of things with her hair lately. So I just thought, you know, she might be thinking about hair and how things turn out and yep. how they might look. That was why I went to you, Raven. That's I appreciate that, sir. Fair. I appreciate that. Um, we'll figure that one out. We'll still give you the screwdriver if you get this one, okay? We have okay, one last okay. one. We'll have yeah. one last one. <clears throat> but to be honest with you, if I had a hammer, I would hammer in the morning. I would hammer in the evening. <laughs> you want to hammer instead? Plan. Would you hammer at supper time? Is that part of the song? Yeah. <laughs> Hammering in the evening. I can hammer. Hammer anytime. in the morning and in the afternoon. I'll hammer in the evening and underneath. Are y'all on that? Anyway, I was singing the Bagel Bites theme song with oh, Hammer. Anyway. Love it. Last one, Howie. Last one. I'm in a concrete box. It's quickly filling up with sand. I'm stuck. Then a window appears. But I can't do anything but look out of it. I guess I die. Miranda or, or Raven? Raven? Well, that could be anybody. That 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 sounds like a, a one we all have being buried alive. Um, I'm gonna go with you again, Raven. Ooh! <gasps> yeah! yeah! You won! Oh. How exciting is that? I'm that so I figured thrilled. you were the one that's afraid of being buried alive. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm so happy because you won this, Howie. You won this beautiful Black & Decker. But he said that he wanted to hammer. Would you like us to buy you a hammer instead? I do need a new one. No, I don't build anything. I've never built... I don't build anything. Me neither, but I have multiple screwdrivers. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. That's probably... I'm cutting that out. (laughs) We are going to... Well, we could mail this or we could field trip it to him and we could take a tour of the valley since you love all the porn so much and you could look... Yeah, try to identify the uh, the exteriors from your favorite porn. Done and done. Howie Mandel has been here and graced us with his amazingness here on the best podcast ever. We will mail it to you. No worries. Howie, can I just... Wait, just on a side note. Howie and I do a show called um, Funny You Should Ask. Are you doing that anytime soon? Um, I don't know with my next. I am doing. I think I'm scheduled for one uh, one more 
run, I think in June sometime. Okay, cool. I'll Are try you? To, I'm, I'm going to try to get on one with you again, just so I can see when okay. we can work together. And have then I'll come and say that. hi. Yeah, you can come and, and say hi. Howie, what else do you have going on these days? Anything that we should... My podcast, Howie Mandel Does Stuff. Which we love. Which we love. I was on. A- AGT season 18 just started. Jesus Christ, you guys are almost as many seasons as us uh, Simpsons. 18 yeah. seasons. What? Yeah. Yeah. 18 the- season just started and it's off to a, a rocket start. It's doing really good. And uh, I just finished GT, Uh, but there's going to be another. What? We saw somebody land a helicopter on On their taint. Their their taint asshole area. That was for you. Not for the taint of heart. Not 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 at all for the taint of heart. heart. That's that's some right. talent. That's only only talent like that in America. Are you really enjoying? You that imagine thing? if there was a prolapse? Ooh, Ooh that would have been a bumpy landing. Yeah. <laughs> would have been, been a rough ride. Um, are you still enjoying that show? Yeah, I really am. I mean, you never know what you're going to see. You don't know who got, that guy that was landing the the helicopter flew. As, as Simon pointed out, he flew all the way from Japan <laughs> just to do that one. Just to land a helicopter on his ass. And went home. And went home because he did not get the X's. I mean, he did not get the checks at all. No. But for me, he did. I loved it. I mean, you stand, there's a standing ovation. Do you have any fantastic guests coming up on your podcast that you, like, say if this show comes out in a month, is there anybody that... Anyone cool coming up on the podcast? Many fantastic guests. HowieMandel.com. Go and find out. Howie Mandel does stuff. There's going to be a lot of fantastic guests. Thank you. I needed that sentence. And tell your tell your daughter we said hello. We love her. I will. Yeah, you guys are love awesome. This is great. Last question. Last hey, question. Howie. Do you have a middle name? Michael. Howie Michael Mandel. Nice to meet you, sir. Come back soon, Howie <laughs> Michael Mandel. And we'll talk to you soon. I will. Call me back. I'll be there. Bye-bye. Ah, bye. Bye. Babes, what a show. What a show. It wasn't a nightmare for me. I was a little scared. Because, you know, with Howie, he is so vocal and he is very open about what he talks about. And I feel like I got some new information from him. I do too, actually. You know, and I feel like knowing the difference between no and yes, understanding that no gets you nowhere. I think that's wonderful advice for anyone. I totally agree. Howie's a really cool guy. He always has something interesting to say, interesting perspective. I have to burp there we go oh, oh so good job babes i burped too um yeah maybe howie brings brings it out we're channeling something or someone but anyway yeah no i think howie is fantastic and i always am so intrigued in talking to him and listening to him and it wasn't so nightmarish even it wasn't though. so nightmarish and no. you know you can prevent us from having any more nightmares by subscribing and liking and doing everything that helps us do you know what i mean like help us come back to you Um, We'll be back next week on the best podcast ever with Raven and Miranda. Bye, guys. The best podcast ever is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Raven Simone and Miranda. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Produced and edited by Jordan Katz, who also does our music. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer, Hannah Winkleman. Theme song by Kenny Siegel and Jordan Katz. Follow us on Instagram at thebestpodever and send your emails to thebestpodever at gmail.com.